Late Night City, Beyond the Dark. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go across to America now and speak to Dr. David M. Jacobs about a new book called Walking Among Us, The Alien Plan to Control Humanity. Well, when I see a book like that, I've got to do an interview with the man straight away. Hello, David. Hello, how are you? Well, indeed. Now, how many books have you written before this one? Uh, I have published five books. One, I say published because four were written one was an edited book that I did with uh, with a, a series of other authors. Mm-hmm. This new book, um, we seem to be more and more obsessed with aliens these days and people or beings from our outer planets. What are your thoughts on this? Are you a skeptical man or are you a total believer? Uh, I'm I'm let's just say a cautious total believer. <laughs> Is that an American thing? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been looking at the subject for about 50 years right. and uh, uh, having uh, been involved with, with, with looking at UFOs and then going into UFO abductions, uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm fairly well convinced that the evidence is, um, is, is, it is not subtle. It, it's sort of like a sledgehammer between the eyes. It's, uh, it's wow. overwhelming. Actually. Really? Really? Yes. So are they walking amongst us? Well, I, uh, this is, of course, as crazy as it gets. And I used to love that question because uh, for years and years and years, I got to say, absolutely not. There's no evidence whatsoever that they are walking among us. I felt sane then. I felt good. I felt like I could, I could say no. Unfortunately, um, as this phenomenon has progressed, uh, I have been hearing more and more accounts by very serious people uh, who are abductees, that is to say they've been abducted and who've been enlisted essentially to help these beings who look human, to help them be human to learn how to go shopping, to learn how to drive a car, to learn what an egg is, to learn uh, how to, uh, uh, if somebody says, hello, how are you doing? Or or, hello, how are you today? You can't just stay there and look at them silently. You have to respond. You're teaching them things like that and how to be human. And I've heard this from enough serious people uh, to realize that uh, this is the end game, in a sense, of the UFO phenomenon that I've been looking at for 50 years. David, why? Why would they need to be here on this? It's a pretty vile planet these days. I can boil that down to one meaningless sentence, because we don't know why. The only thing that I can say is that makes any sense is it benefits them in some way, and we don't know how or why. We don't know where they're from. We don't know how they got here. We don't know any of the backstory, in other words. Do you think that we all know somebody? Do you think there's lots of them here throughout the world? I I don't know that either. Uh, This is a global phenomenon. This is not an American phenomenon or or, uh, a British phenomenon or anything like that. This is happening around the world Uh, There are three aspects of it that everybody has to understand, and that is, number one, it's global. 
Number two, it's clandestine. That is to say, it is secretive, and uh, people who, uh, and that starts with abductees themselves, uh, they are not to remember what happened to them, although there's bleed-through memories, and, and it's, it's not a perfect situation. And uh, uh, number three, it's, um, it's intergenerational. Uh, if a person, uh, if a mother or a father is an abductee or both, and they have two or three kids or whatever, the kids will be abductees. And when they get married to non-abductees, because most people obviously are not abductees, all of their kids will be abductees as well. I used to think years ago that that eventually uh, uh, everybody would be an abductee if it grows like that. But what we're engaging in right now is an enormous population growth. Uh, When I was born, there were 2.3 billion people on Earth. In my lifetime, and I'm 73, uh, there are now 7.4 billion people on Earth. That's an enormous uh, explosion in, in population. So I think that what what I'm looking at then in terms of the intergenerational quality of it is that it keeps up with the the uh, population growth. uh, And uh, so they can continue to do what they're doing only with more people. Now, that means that there's got to be more operatives, so to speak, if I may even use the word aliens. Uh, This was a word that was not used by UFO researchers early on in the 1950s and 60s even, because it was sounded too crazy. So they would use the word occupants, in other words, to get around the word alien. But uh, I do think that, um, that they're keeping up with the population, which means that there are more UFOs, which means that there are more, in quotes, aliens, because the population is expanding so much. Uh, and I think uh, that, that's, that's what I've been hearing over the, over the years. David, why would humans help these creatures? Why? What, what re- well, reason? Right. When, when people are abducted, they are not in control of their minds, essentially. This is a, uh, these beings, we expected them essentially to be extremely advanced technologically. If you can get here from anywhere, you have to be extremely advanced techno- technologically because our technology is, in the larger scheme of things, brand new. If you date it back a couple hundred years, that's brand new. If you date it back 5,000 years, it's well within the brand new boundaries. So, um, so, they, so that's, that is essentially what people described. But what we didn't understand was their ability to be neurologically advanced. In other words, uh, they can control our uh, minds, our brains, um, and we cannot control theirs. They can make us think, see, do, or forget anything that they want. Uh, all, all abductees around the world know this, all of them. There are no exceptions to this, although some people will remember things, uh, bleed through memories uh, more than others. But uh, I, I, I hate to say all in these situations, but unfortunately that, that is correct. Uh, so uh, basically, uh, abductees uh, go along with whatever they're asked to do, and then once they do it, they immediately forget what has happened. They immediately forget that they were in a supermarket, let's just say, uh, with a, 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 a human-looking hybrid. 
uh, who is uh, a human-looking being, uh, we haven't even talked about hybrids, who is here to learn about how to live on Earth. That is not in their consciousness, but it's in their brains somewhere. You mentioned hybrids. Um, are they different to aliens? Yes. Uh, um, having said that, what you're looking at in the UFO phenomenon is a workforce. This is a global workforce. There are higher-ups. There are gray aliens who perform various procedures on people. Basically, what the workforce does is it creates hybrids. Some hybrids, who I call early stage, look very, very alien, although like gray aliens, although they have thin, wispy hair, they have um, uh, large black eyes, but there are whites in the eyes, and uh, there are other aspects to it like that. There's middle stage who looks sort of half and half. There's late stage who look more human. And then there's what I call humanoid stage. And then there's uh, who might, might look very human except no bodily hair. There's some something off. And then there's uh, uh, basically what I call human stage, uh, but not quite human. And then there's a word I've invented just to differentiate them from all the rest. Uh, human hybrids, or I call them hubrids. And the hubrids are the ones who look exactly like us and who are the ones who are moving in. They go for the ordinary, for the average. Anybody who's too tall or too short is culled from the herd. If you uh, have different, uh, if you stand out in a crowd, that's not going to happen. They go just for the average. And those are the beings, the, the people who uh, are being helped uh, to live here. But... Um, uh, there is this sort of hierarchy. The point is, is that the UFO phenomenon, everybody on board of it, on, everybody on board is a worker in some way or another. And so what we have here is an enormously huge global workforce. Their aim ultimately is to make, create, manufacture, I don't know which word to use, these beings, hubrids as I call them, who will be, and apparently, I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say, are uh, living here uh, with the help of, ab of abductees. Uh, uh, and it's, uh, it's something I never would have expected. When I started looking at the abduction phenomenon starting in the mid-1980s, it never, ever, ever occurred to me that I would be saying something like this. Uh, I was a professor of American history for 37 years, uh, 20th century U.S. history, and it, I, I never, uh, it was always embarrassing to talk about UFOs, but this is downright crazy, and here I am saying it, and I'm saying it because the evidence forces me to say it. But what actual proof have we got? Any what, hard evidence? Hard well, there's, yeah, there, unlike UFOs, which have every conceivable kind of evidence you can possibly imagine, except having one uh, there's there's films there's 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 uh, marks on the ground there's uh, there's I, I won't go into all the aspects of it but it's just it's it's like a cricket bat between the eyes if I may stop using the word sledgehammer and uh, with abductions what you're dealing with is people's memory people who are not supposed to remember what they're telling me. And you're dealing with hypnosis, or should I say relaxation techniques. And hypnosis is tricky. Uh, 
memory is tricky. And I, I can tell you right now, I have no memory. So mine isn't tricky at all. Mine's gone. But uh, for other people, it's tricky. They say things that are wrong and this and that. What you're looking for is patterns by people who have no stake in this whatsoever, just patterns. And uh, that's that's the main problem. And uh, what was, when I was sorry. when I was doing uh, just straight abduction research, just the normal stuff, getting into a UFO and having this done and that done, this done and that done, and them doing certain things, I had heard these same accounts over and over and over and over again for years. Starting in 2003, I began to hear something different, which was extremely unusual. When you hear something different, you wait for other people to say the same thing who are unaware of that what that person said. When they start saying the same thing, you wait for others, and then they and that's what I, that's what I began to hear. I began to hear all these people, some of which I'd worked for for many years, now telling me something that I had never heard before, who are not aware that other people were saying it. That's the best you can do. Now, I work with people who have PhDs and MDs and LLDs and, and who are university professors. And, uh, and, and I work with high-functioning people. And I work with people who dropped out of school very young and never can get a job and, and everybody in between. And, they, and I worked, I've worked with people from the Af West African country of Mali, from Pakistan, from Latin America, obviously all through Europe and the UK. And uh, they all say the same thing around the world. Uh, and what you, when, when that happens, you have to think, if this is not happening, if all these people are not, are, are not telling the truth, even though they have no, no there's no reason to not tell the truth. All they want is for their identities to, to be kept uh, secret and for me not to, you know, you know, not to say who they are and all the rest of that stuff. And if any, if any ever got out that, that, that uh, let's just say a psychiatrist was claiming to be abducted by aliens, it, I don't know, but it just might have a deleterious effect on the person's career. But uh, so there, the, people come to me only to find out what's going on with them, knowing full well that it could be calamitous if other people found out. So the fact is that if this is not happening, if this is not real, if everybody is saying the exact same thing around the world and it's not happening, then we have discovered one of the most important things about human neurology ever. This is, this is critically, <coughs> excuse me, important if it's not happening. <coughs> excuse me, yeah. So it's important no matter what. So if it's not happening, what is the conclusion of that? <clears throat> well, if it's not happening, that means that there's an imprint in some way on everybody around the world's brain, which allows them to uh, uh, say these things as if it's happening to them, and it's not. And this would be the only thing that they would be able to say around the world that is so bizarre and so unusual and yet all the same that there's something about the brain we're missing. There's something about the brain that is that, that we have discovered. Having said that, people see other people being abducted from time to time. It doesn't happen often, but it does happen and are not abducted themselves. 
people have missing time periods of two, three hours when they think they drove home directly from work. Their wife or their husband says, where the heck have you been? And the person says, what do you mean, where have I been? Nowhere. I just I just came home. She says, well, it's 10 o'clock at night. You were supposed to be home at 6 o'clock at night. Now, where have you been? And the person is at an absolute loss to understand what has happened to them. This is not unusual at all. It's it's common. Uh, and the person wasn't off in a secret tryst and now saying they were abducted by aliens and nothing like that. Um, so uh, sometimes people are abducted in groups and can confirm each other's abductions. And now here's something that's actually bizarre. People will sometimes see each other on the street or meet each other in a, in a, in a public place and recognize each other from being on board a UFO together. That will happen from time to time. Uh, so there's, it's not just thought. There's also a physicality to it. People are physically missing from where they uh, uh, were before and, uh, and returned an hour, two hours, three hours later. Some, and uh, people see other people being abducted and may or may not be abducted themselves. That's the best we can do. We don't have an ashtray that says made on Venus on the back of it. Uh, we, 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 people can't take things in and steal things from a UFO and bring them back and have us analyze them. Uh, I, I wish if they could, but, but it, they're, they're under control completely and they have no clothes on usually when they're on board a UFO. So I wish we had, uh, something hard that I could offer you, but what we have is a global phenomenon where everybody is saying the same thing. There has never been anything like this in human history. I'm talking to uh, Dr. David M. Jacobs, who's got a book called Walking Among Us, The Alien Plan to Control Humanity. Why did you feel the need to write this book? Well, uh, it's my first book on uh, on abduction since 1998. <laughs> and I knew that... Uh, I knew that what I was listening to was probably as far as I could go in explaining what the UFO phenomenon is all about. And uh, I thought that uh, this is, uh, it's, it's either the most important thing that ever happened or the least important thing that ever happened. You know, uh, if, if you're not speaking neurologically, neurologically, it's extremely important no matter what. But uh, I've been a UFO researcher for all these years and I thought this is it. This is going to be my uh, the, la the last book I write about, about uh, I, I don't think I can learn anymore. Let's put it that, that way. I, I think I've come to the end of, of my ability to, to learn more. I may be wrong, but, but uh, I posit, uh, you know, uh, what this phenomenon is and why it's here and, and, uh, and, and what they're doing exactly. And uh, I'll say one thing, there's never been a book like this before. <laughs> Tell me. And it's a serious question. Looking around your own friends, do you ever think that maybe one of those professors, maybe one of those students is a hybrid or um, an alien living amongst uh, us? It has never occurred to me. It's not even in my consciousness, believe it or not. The question is, have I ever even accidentally run into somebody who is a hybrid? I don't think so, but I wouldn't be able to know. Because since they can control people neurologically from a distance, in other words, if you think, if you walk up to someone, you say, gee, this person is really weird. This person looks like a, a, a hybrid, you know, maybe I'll just uh, get a hold of the police or something. 
suddenly you will find yourself thinking, no, 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 this person is not a hybrid. This person is a really nice person. I like him a lot, and I just won't bother him. Do you think they're here to do us harm? I don't know the answer to that, but I am not happy about the future. When I look at the future, uh, I, I don't see good things happening. This is a different species, a first-class species, and we are a second-class species. I don't like that. I want to be a first-class species and have them be second-class species. It's, it's, let me interrupt you there. I'll tell you for why. It's interesting what you said. You, you'll never guess in a billion years what jumped into my mind as soon as you said that. Uh, what jumped into my mind was the classic example of maybe a hybrid is Donald Trump, who wants to be president. Now, I don't know if you're a fan of his or not. I certainly am not. And he scares the living daylights out of me. Uh, humans are crazy enough as it is. Uh, they don't need to have extraterrestrial backgrounds to be nutty and or stupid. <laughs> I'm being really serious about this. How do we know he isn't? How do we know he isn't somebody well, uh, who is going to be a leader? Right. The, fir the first thing is, is that hybrids can control humans and humans cannot control hybrids. And he would be uh, uh, controlling his detractors if he ever got close to them to, s to say things that were very, very kind about him as opposed to not so kind. Uh, he would be able to control all, all sorts of things, uh, uh, at least people close to him. And there's no evidence that any public person is like that anywhere uh, uh, in the United States, at least. Um, but I don't think that they're concerned about, about government, about governing. Uh, one of the things that I first learned years and years and years ago was that uh, the aliens don't ask questions about uh, who is the, what is a president, what is a prime minister, what is a parliament, what is a congress, uh, or anything like that. Uh, when they're young and an abductee is on board a UFO teaching them about life on Earth, their, their, and their question will be, what is a dog? Yeah, you say that. Yeah, but hang on, David. You say that, but surely within their world they have a pecking order. Yes, they do. So there why wouldn't ones? they be bothered about our pecking order? Right. Well, what my conclusion is, is that ultimately, in the end, we will be part of their pecking order. That's unfortunately what I think. I think one of the interesting things about this phenomenon is that they seem to is that they have they never say anything about people who are not abductees. Uh, they never say what's going to happen to non abductees in the future. Uh, and uh, which means that um that whatever is going to happen to non-abductees is probably not going to be in our best interest. It will be in their best interest, and they just don't want us to know. People really don't have the opportunity to ask penetrating questions on board a UFO. Uh, and with the intergenerational quality of it, it starts in in, in young childhood and goes with, with rapidity, with great rapidity, over and over again, all the way into old age. And by the time I talk with them, when they're age 40 or 50 or 60 or whatever it is, uh, they, they have a lot of information they can give if, I can, if they can remember any of it uh, through re relaxation techniques. 
but they just plain don't ask questions. And if they do ask a question, there's no particular reason to answer it. So oftentimes uh, uh, they will, in fact, I've had people ask questions by uh, in certain techniques that I've used. And uh, sometimes they just won't answer it, period. Or they'll just say uh, some, some very, very general thing that doesn't mean anything. I wish we knew more. I wish I could tell you more about the inside of the, these beings' minds, but um, they're the ones who are calling the shots, not us. What do you want people to take from your new book when they've read it, Walking Among Us? I can put it in one word. Run! You've... <laughs> <laughs> Floored me on that one. I can't go any further with that one. Um, <laughs> how do people find out more about you if they want to find out about you and your other Well, books? I have a website uh, that I haven't improved since 1999, just about. Uh, it's called UFO Abduction, singular, ufoabduction.com. Are you pleased with the book? I, I could have put more thought in it if I'm being, ab if I'm being absolutely dead honest. Uh, but I'm getting old. I don't have so many thoughts anymore. <laughs> That's twice you've said that. I'm 70, so uh, you're four years older than me, and I, uh, I've i forgotten three times who I'm talking to, so I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> you, you, you are one of my kind. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for talking to me. Uh, I love the idea of the book, um, and it's going to be interesting. Once again, how can they find out more about you? Uh, www.ufoabduction.com Liverpool's biggest after hours talk show Late Night City with Pete Price on Radio City 2